All right. Well, hey guys, welcome. Glad to have you guys here. Man, come on. You might be few, but you are the mighty, right? Come on, just high five someone next to you and say, way to brave the cold, way to brave the cold. Come on, all the way up in the balcony, way to brave the cold. Bam. All right, there you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, um, man, I'll tell you what, man, this, uh, this weather reminds me of years and years ago living in Alaska, right? Wow. It's, um, it's, it reminds me of living in Arizona. It reminds you of living in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. And watching Facebook of you guys. <laughs> well, that's great, Chris. Thank you for your <laughs> compassion or whatever that was. Um, all right. Hey, look, we're here the last day of 2017. I didn't need to remind you of that. However, what I do need to remind you of is this. We live in a very fast-paced culture that quickly moves on to the next thing. How many of you guys are those types of people, right? Before whatever you're in is over, you're already thinking about the next thing. Come on, it's all right. All right, there's a few of you. Some of you are more historian-minded, right? So you walk into the future back first, looking backwards, all right? And there's nothing wrong with that, all right? So that we have, we have different approaches to life. Here's one thing that we know about God. We, we know this about the character and the nature of God because it's laced throughout his word. One of the things that God cherishes in our life is that he, he wants us to always remember where he brought us from. Like to never forget where we came from. And God does this often. So you see some moments like in the Old Testament where Joshua is taking over for Moses and the very first command that God gives to Joshua is, I want you to read the book that I gave to Moses. In the book of Moses, Joshua, are all of the laws, the way that you worship me, the way you come to me, right? All of that, all the things I've revealed to Moses are there. I want you to re, I want you to memorize it, actually. I want you to read it and memorize it, so don't forget it. Then right after that, the very first battle that Joshua goes into is the battle of Jericho. And guess what? He doesn't find the answers to win the battle in the book of Moses. So it's a great picture of God going, Joshua, you need to know where you came from. But as you move forward into the future, I want you to hang on to that as a foundation. But you're going to need to trust me and my spirit for taking those next steps. When they crossed over... Uh, into the promised land, one of the things that God told them was grab 12 stones out of the riverbed and sit them up on one on top of another so that for generations to come, watch this, you can go back to those stones and you can tell them about the story of how I brought you out of Egypt. So then God establishes for um, the Jewish people a festival that they still celebrate to this day called Passover. And every time Passover comes about, they're looking back into the past And they're looking at how God brought them out of slavery in Egypt and remembering God's faithfulness. So it's amazing how God does this over and over and over again in our lives. But yet we, we tend to blaze right past all of those moments. We we are slow to celebrate what God has done in our lives for fear of pride or maybe it hasn't completely happened. And, you know, we might stumble on our face again um, or whatever. We quickly move on to other things. And today what we're going to do is we're going to stop and we're going to look at 2017. And I want you to look for those moments in the spiritual journey continuum of 2017 in your life and where God puts some pin marks in the map. And he goes, I I took you to these moments because I was doing something supernatural in your life. I don't ever want you to forget it. 
All right, and then what we're going to do is we're going to look with the best ability that we have into 2018, and I'm going to give you the teaching series layout where we're going to go in 2018 so that in your heart you can also say, all right, God, what are some of the significant moments that you and me are going to stop together on in 2018? And maybe I can start praying about those and preparing my own heart by reading other books or materials or the Bible. And so Chris is up here with me. Chris and I have the privilege of serving as pastors here. It's a joy to serve at this church. We want to say hello to everybody. Uh, We know right now that there are thousands and thousands of people worshiping with us online right now. thousands (laughs) and uh and we we want to say a big hello to our north platte campus as well so are you guys ready for the journey all right here we go all the way back to the beginning of 2017 does anybody remember the very first teaching series what was it? it? It was the Apostles' Creed. All right, right. It was the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. Apostles' Creed, man. And then the Apostles' Creed, like what was the real, what was kind of the thing there? Yeah, well, you know, so many of us or many of you perhaps grew up in a tradition that you even quoted the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, different creeds. And the creeds were just basically uh, doctrinal statements that, that the church used before, you know, the Bible was really readily printed and available and it really consolidated doctrine. So it was a statement. We were revisiting that statement and then dissecting it and going to God's word uh, and finding out, you know, what, what do we believe? What do we believe? And so, for example, we believe Jesus was crucified. He died and was buried. But he's not dead. He is still alive. And uh, we have a video clip just that it really, really encapsulates that whole piece, that doctrine. Let's watch it. Yeah, watch screen. this video. ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. In the Bible, there are 10 different instances where people were dead and they rose again from the grave. Nine of those 10 have tombstones. One of them doesn't. So when we read in the Bible of these other individuals who were dead and they rose again, guess what? They died again. Jesus is the only one who was ever crucified or died, rose again from the grave, and there is no tombstone. There's no place where there's bones that are buried because Jesus ascended into heaven and he, he, had, he went back and he took his rightful place as King of Kings and as Lord of Lords. All right, so, I mean. Come on. I know. That was awesome. Uh, that guy, thank you. <laughs> That guy looked a lot younger, though. Yeah, sure, sure. It's only one year. One year has been rough for me, evidently. Um, so, but we, we, what we did was we would, you know, recite the Apostles' Creed, and then we would go into a time of, of worship. And so I thought, let's, let's go back and let's recite the Apostles' Creed. Um, out of reverence, obviously, we would normally stand, but I just want you to remain seated and uh, let's take a moment and just remind ourselves, what, what were these doctrinal statements that we went through in God's Word? So why don't you quote this, this with me out of an attitude of worship to the Lord today, all right? So let's do it together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, 
died and was buried. He descended to the dead. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. And that's, that's where we went. So if you want to see any of that material again, please, by all means, go back to mynewlifechurch.com. And back, in fact, all of these sermons will be there uh, for you to watch as well. But from there, Chris, we jumped into another series. We, we entitled it God Is. Right. And we looked at, at really just three characteristics of God. God is Father, God is happy, and then God is love. Mm. And the one that I heard for weeks after that the most about was that God is happy. Um, it seems as if the concept God is happy impacted your lives. It, in fact, I would use the word it rocked some of your lives. Yeah. That I remember making the statement, God's happy to be God, by the way. And then because he's happy to be God, he can then therefore be happy about you. And then he can take it one step further. He can be happy about your future. And uh, with that, we really kind of keyed in on a particular scripture that is a favorite of mine that I thought we could remind everybody of. Yeah, it's Zephaniah 3.17. It says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will claim all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a great picture of seeing God in heaven as he views you right now. God's happy about you. And then from there, we went to like a one-week deal. What was that? Yeah, just a one-week, a a sermon titled The Bridge, which I really believe uh, kind of encapsulates who we are. Well, we really are our cause. Yeah. Right. We want to see. We want to help people find Jesus and see their life change. And so, the bridge uh, is all about helping people go from death to life. And you really shared uh, part of your spiritual journey. And and so maybe you want to kind of yeah kind of bring us back to that moment. Yeah, I think the bridge was a good example of a characteristic and a value that we have here at our church, and that is living your life transparent. And yeah. so I took that opportunity to really tell my story. Now, the bridge wasn't about me. It was about yeah. what God can do. And we talked about moving from man's world, crossing over the bridge that was created by Christ into God's world or God's kingdom and what that looks like, that attitude of surrender and that anybody could do that. And we challenged people that day to cross over that bridge. We created cards, I believe, and we had you invite as many friends as you could, and so many of you did that. And I just want to say thank you for inviting your friends so they could hear a story of hope, really yeah. the, kind of the core of who we are. Yeah. And then from there, we moved into a series that we, we entitled, I Love My Church. Right? How many people love their church? Come on. Yeah. I mean, so do I. And we had a killer uh, like sermon bumper video that played before every one of our sermons in the I Love My Church series. So watch this video and be reminded of it. I love my church. 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 We We really love our church. I love my church. I love my church because it helps me build my foundation on God. I love my church because it's a great place to feel connected. I love my church because New Life is filled with amazing followers of Jesus. I love my church because it feels like home. 
I love my church. I love my church. I love my church. I love my church. Awesome. Awesome. I, I love that video. Um, yeah. Not to be too cheesy about it. But remember why we did that. We, we went through that series because the church, the local church, is the hope of the world. I mean, God created the church. God loves his church. And if God loves his church, we should as well. Right. And we love his church through giving. We love his church through sharing. We love his church because of the community that we have here, like we were talking a minute ago about life groups getting ready to start. And so it has some really powerful components in it. But we moved from there straight to Easter. And for Chris and I, there's nothing better that we could say about Easter except for to let you watch this highlight video that really encapsulates the power of what we did on Easter in 2017. Check it out. We were born, we are raised, and we get one opportunity to live our lives. And the question is, who is going to be the writer and the producer, and who's going to be allowed to be the main star of the story? When we look at this world and our life through the lens of our eyes, we can get some things really screwed up, just like the people that were around Jesus. None of Jesus' closest friends ever imagined in their wildest dream that Jesus was going to raise from the dead. None of them in their wildest dream ever thought that in 2017 we would still be here celebrating a risen Savior and an empty tomb. When God's allowed to produce and write your story, the unimaginable can take place in your life. Addictions can actually be broken. Marriages, they can be healed. Guilt can be wiped away from all of your past experiences. Shame can evaporate in a moment from the the past life that you've been living. And self-confidence, it can instantaneously be restored. It only happens when we let Jesus be the writer, the producer, and let him live in us and through us as the main star. fantastic day. Uh, I loved that day. I love the creativity of it. I just want to say a big, you know, thank you to our youth ministry. Uh, they wrote, produced, and then performed that shadow drama that I think God used in such a profound way in people's lives. So we got a killer youth ministry, and I'm really excited about them. So thank you guys for uh, making a big impact on Easter. Uh, what's the, what was the next series? Yeah, so we went into a series called The Dark Room. The dark room, and we used kind of the metaphor of film that's developed, and where is it developed? It's developed in the dark room, right? Well, God also takes us through seasons that feel like dark rooms. It might be because there's a, a, a sense of obscurity, there's a loneliness. Maybe you're not you're not in the spotlight, or whatever it might be. It might be a season of challenge, but it's a season where God. It has us in the dark room to develop our character, to do something deep inside of us mm. so that he can use us. And we had a lot of people that really identified with this because let's face it, 
God seems to speak the loudest to us in seasons that are difficult, right? Yeah. So that's what it was all about. Yeah, and so we just took a couple of clips from that to remind you of the dark room. So uh, watch this video. The process of the dark room took something from small, minuscule, and it turned it into something that was brilliant and that was alive and that people could value and appreciate. God uses the dark room to develop character in our lives. Many of us, we want something great in our lives. Amen? But few are willing to pay the dark room price to get it. God's the one who created the shot. He created the perfect background for the shot. He created the perfect person for the shot. And he created the perfect place to take the shot in. God's the one who set the lighting just right. God designed the very details to make the perfect photo. And when God's allowed to be the developer, he has a, he has a perfect eye in the dark room to take the negative and turn it into something that's incredibly positive. Only God can do that because only God was the one looking through the lens when he took the shot. Did identify with the yeah. dark room. Uh, the dark room series, though, was also a moment when we we had the opportunity to really kind of celebrate the grand opening of our Pave the Way project. Where right. at our Carney campus on the west side, we opened up some parking, opened up a couple of new entrances that now we call entrance number three and entrance number four. And I know a number of you have been giving to that, and I want to say thank you so much for doing it. Uh, I think we had the mayor come. We did a big ribbon cutting. It was just one of those moments. We put all the sod down in like one morning. Lunch came and we almost didn't need to feed people lunch. Like we put the sod down that fast. It, it, was, it was awesome. What a display of unity in our church during that series. And so, um, man, I just want to encourage you in 2018, if you haven't given to pave the way, or if you have been, I want to ask you to consider to continue to give so that we can pay that debt off so that we can pave the way in some future church plants for more people to come into God's kingdom. Right, and so right. thank you guys so much for being a part of that. And let's just continue to rock it. From there, we went into another series that we entitled Unstoppable. Now, I loved this series. I loved it for a number of reasons. One, there's a song by uh, Elevation called Unstoppable God. <laughs> That's a, just a, it's a rocking song. It, it, it will just stir your heart for worship. But it's because God is supernatural, and the supernatural, unstoppable power of God is at work in our lives today. That's right. And there was a great verse that we kind of set the premise for this off of. It was found in Matthew 17, verse 20. Instead of reading it to you, we turned it into a sermon bumper that played before every one of the sermons. Let me remind you of what Matthew 17, 20 has to say. Take a listen. You don't have enough faith. I tell you the truth, if you had faith the size as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. You know, maybe God spoke to your life during that unstoppable series. And maybe whatever you're dealing with hasn't completely resolved itself. I just want to remind you 
right? Have faith in the unstoppable power of God because whatever he starts, he finishes. But we went from there to a series that I love, and many of you, you really, really love this series. What was the next one that we went yeah, to? Yeah, it was Playlist, right? Playlist. Okay, yeah. Playlist. And really, it was, it was all about, you know, God's given the church songs throughout the, the decades, throughout the centuries. He's given new songs. God is a creative God. I mean, we're here because he is a creator, and he is still creating, and he's birthing songs in the heart of people. So, you know, a lot of times that you might come to church and hear a new song, and we're singing it, and we're singing it. And, you know, why are we singing this new song? Right, so we we took some some of the songs that God's given the church through modern day prophets today, uh, and and we've we've looked at those songs and we and we pull back and say where did these come from? Mm-hmm. So we took the songs and we went back to scripture so that now that when we're singing them we can have a greater understanding of where they come from from scripture and from the heart of God and. Um, and, and let's face it, we all like music, right? <laughs> right? So it was a great series. We kicked it off every week with, uh, with a theme song right. and just focused on worship. Yeah, and then after the sermon, then we would take the theme song that was presented on the stage and then we turned it into a moment corporately where we could worship to right. it. And I think that was really inspiring to have preached about that song. So we've got the biblical text behind the song, and then we turned it into an expression of worship to God. Yeah. There, was, there was a song that we did during that series that I just wanted to stop for a moment and highlight because it's, it's one of my favorite songs from 2017, and, and that's called No Wonder. Now, the song was No Wonder. And these words, they like penetrate deep into my heart. Uh, the bridge said, see the light tearing through the darkness, hear the roar of the rugged cross. Jesus Christ, you alone have saved us. We worship you now. Yeah. And that song, man, it just ugh, like gripped me. Yeah. And still to this day, I play it in my office and like tears come to my eyes or, you know, I just want to sh- stand up in my office and just go, yeah, go Jesus, right? <laughs> so it, it's pretty cool. During that series, though, we also had the eclipse. Do you guys remember where you were at during the eclipse? Where were you at, Chris? I was here. There's, that's where I was at, right yeah. on that screen. Um, yeah. No, I was here at the church as well. That's me you know, hurting my eyes right there. I my eyes have not been the same since that. Anybody else feel that way? Or is it just me getting a year older? Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. of those two happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but we went from there. Enough about that. We went from there to a marriage-focused series. What was that one? Yeah, it was one plus one equals one. You remember that one? It was God's relational math and just how uh, when we commit to one another, husband and wife, in marriage, that we're no longer two but one. And then along with that, we had a marriage conference with Walton Melba Hooker here at the Kearney campus and uh, just to focus on how God loves marriage. We said that. God loves marriage. He wants your marriage to win. He wants you to have the best marriage possible, we believe, in healthy marriages at New Life. Yeah, and we're trying to be proactive with marriage instead of reactive, Instead of just helping you in the moments of, you know, climax of chaos, we want to try to be more proactive with marriage. And so we've got life groups that are built around marriage. We have the marriage seminar, all that kind of stuff. But I also need to say this to our North Platte campus. It was during, at the end of that series, you guys got all of that new carpet in the main auditorium and all the new seating in the main auditorium and in your power kids area, all the new chairs and all of the carpet. So at North Platte, let me hear a big cheer for that. Right? Okay, good. And at Carney, <laughs> let's have an awkward silent moment. <laughs> but we okay. are glad. We are glad. We are, glad we are very happy for them. Yeah, we're very happy for them. We went from there to I Am Resilient. Who remembers I Am Resilient? All right. I mean, that series came from a couple of things. One, we wrote a book called Resilient. Okay, hopefully many of you have read it. If not, 
uh, grab a copy and read it because we've already mailed out over 7,000 copies to 7,000 households in Kearney and in North Platte. And our goal is in the next year and a half or two that we would get every household yeah. in Kearney and North Platte one of these testimony books to inspire them about what's possible with God so that they'll jump in and join a relationship with God and then obviously read his book. <laughs> that book will change their life, the Bible. Uh, but it also came then from two years previous, or, you know, prior, excuse me, to that, that we did the series, um, I Am Second. And we heard from people from our own church sit on the stage and sit in the white chair and yeah. share their, their story. And that's just a part of who we are, that transparent piece of let's pull back the veil. I'm not a perfect person. This is what I've journeyed through. And here's how God's helped me. And we watched videos about that in our church. And we just heard some off the charts testimonies of people right here in our own church and what God's helped them yep. get over and through and how God's victorious in the end. That was really cool. Yeah. We went from there to our next series. Was it Mountain Peaks? Mountain Peaks. Mountain Peaks. Yeah. So right. what do you got? so long ago. I barely remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mountain Peaks. Seems no. like 2016. Yeah, no, no. Mountain Peaks was awesome. I mean, we talked about there's some mountains in our life that uh, obstacles that we face that we must, we must uh, by climb. faith, we either must climb them. And, uh, you know, not everybody's going to climb the mountain with us, but there's a place where of meeting with God, right? Uh, there's a place of encounter, but there's also obstacles that by faith, we need to say to that mountain, as the scripture says, have the faith of a, as a grain of mustard seed, say that mountain be cast into the sea. And so we looked at those, those places we must go to encounter God or those obstacles that must be removed and looked at significant moments in scripture where God did something on mountaintops. How many of you guys felt like God spoke to your life in some capacity during that, during that series? Mm. Let me yeah. see your hand. Yeah. 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 I mean, God really used that concept. It's interesting how he used that concept. concept. And I wanted to keep going with that, but I told you that there was only so many scriptures that dealt with, you know, man climbing the mountain. Yeah. And so it would be awesome. But we ended the year with our Christmas at New Life. Uh, it was really just two quick weeks if you remember last week, uh, I preached the message. I just wrote it. Um, it was just this concept of intimidating Christmas, right? Uh, and if you didn't get a chance to see that, I would highly encourage you to go to mindnewlifechurch.com and watch that intimidating Christmas. I think it will blow your mind away, uh, but it will also really inspire your heart. Uh, we, we had our uh, Christmas drama that we did here at our Kearney campus, um, Resilient Christmas. I thought that was fantastic, and God used it in some amazing ways. Yeah. So that is 2017 in review. Come on, somebody, give it up for 2017. Yep. Now, before I tell you anything about 2018, we do have some new things that are rolling out that are going to help in incredible ways with online giving, children's check-in, and that kind of stuff. And so we thought this might be a great moment just to kind of give you a quick commercial about what's, what's coming starting tomorrow. Yeah, so how many think that we should be good stewards, right? We should be good managers, and so we want to be good managers. And so uh, we, we're switching some church management uh, software systems that are going to affect you. They're going to be better, but it's kind of like I just recently switched from an iPhone to a, a Google Android phone. Yeah. And I, I know, I know. I love it. I love it. little bit of a learning curve, but I love it, right? So yeah. I'm not saying one's better. And you're but, still allowed to be on staff. That's right. That's right. Okay. But I am saying the system we're going to is better, 
It's much better, and it's going to take a little bit of a learning curve. So, for example, we have a new online giving that uh, will roll, we'll roll out tomorrow online. So we'd like to finish out the new year with our current system. And then, so if you are set up for online giving, with most of, of the people in our church are, you'll want to this week log on to the city, cancel your recurring giving, and then switch over to our new online giving platform it's very uh, fast and easy, simple, but if you need help, we can help you. But along with that, we're, we're going to be uh, moving our kids' check-in. In January, we're changing to a different system. It's actually all the same company. So our kids' check-in, registrations, online giving, the way we reserve rooms in our facility, uh, our life groups, how we manage them is all going to be changing to a different management system. So you can do us a favor, though, by, by helping us with the online giving. Go and set that up. Uh, very simple and easy. All you need is your name and email address. Yep. Call yep. me if you need help. Awesome. Thanks, so, Chris. Yep. All right, give it up for Chris. Come on. All right. Are you ready for the 2018 Blitz really quick? All right. Here's where we're going to start. We're going to start in January and February with a series that we entitled Chain Breakers. And the reason why Chain Breakers is because as you start out a new year, many of us are thinking about things that we want to like change in our life. And many of those things are the chains of our life, the things that kind of hold us in a sense of bondage or they keep us from becoming the people that we want to be. Well, Jesus paid the price for every chain to be broken in our lives. And our chains typically come from our sin. And so that's why Jesus went to the cross. He rose again from the grave. And we're going to talk about the different chains that Christ has paid for to break in our lives. And we're going to take two months to go through that. As we do that, we'll be looking at some core value issues like growing people change. And so that, that is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to move straight from there to a series we entitled Lost and Found. Lost and Found. You ever lost anything? And we're happy that you found it. That's God's heart for humanity. You need to know something. What beats first in God's heart? And that is God's heart beats first for the lost to come back into relationship with him. Then secondarily, God's heart beats for those who have been found to be discipled and to grow in a greater knowledge and understanding of him so that your heart can turn around and beat for the very thing that his heart beats for, the lost, that they might be found. And so we're going to dive into that and we're going to go through it because we need to be reminded often that the church exists for the lost to be found first. Secondarily, it exists so we can make disciples. Um, and we, we have to be reminded of that because we forget it often. And one of the things that you need to know about that series is that we believe that saved people, they actually find people. And so if you call yourself saved today, then we're going to use that series to remind us and encourage us that saved people, part of the evidence of being saved is that you're finding the lost and you're bringing them into God's kingdom. And we want to we be a church that lives that out. After that series, we're going to go to a, a, a series that we, we designed. It's entitled The Call. The Call. And, and when you look at Jesus, he calls people at different levels and at different moments to be disciples, to be followers, to care for others, to show compassion, you know, to be evangelists. He has all these different calls. And we want to look at those and help you be connected to one of those calls because God has called everyone, and that includes you. And that fits really into our core value. Everyone has a gift to share. We'll move from there to women of the Bible. On Mother's Day, we're going to roll out this series. Come on, ladies, right? 
Women of the Bible. We're going to let some, we're going to let some examples of women in the Bible inspire us, inspire women and men uh, to be more passionate about Jesus, to be all in for God, and to be more intimate in our relationship with God as well. And so the focus there will be part of our core values of that seekers, they find God, and that we're better together. After that, we're going to move to a series of a book that I'm reading right now, Change, Change Before You Have To. You know, I think we all could look at our lives and say, we need, to, we need to make changes. Some of the hardest aspects of change is starting it, right? Starting it and maintaining it, keeping the traction of change. So for four weeks, we'll break down the concept of how do you actually start change, have traction in change, and follow it out? And then where do you focus in on what needs to change? And so we'll, we'll be looking at those things. And again, the, the value there is that growing people should be changing, right? But after that, I've got a series I'm excited about. And i got a couple of friends that they don't even know that they're going to be drug into this series with me. Riet, Riet, right? They, just, they, don't, they don't know it yet, but it's going to happen because we're going to look at, we're going to look at God, the principles of God, the character, the nature of God. We're going to look at the Bible through a particular lens, and that is a lens of pilot training. Yeah, so it's something I'm a little passionate about, and I got some friends that are going to help me, and they don't know it yet. But there's a number of things about becoming a pilot that correlate directly to God and his principles and his word. The analogies between these two things are going to blow your mind away. Now, when you get finished with this series, will you be a pilot? No, but you will be, you will be, we will navigate you closer to God, and your faith is going to take flight. That's my guarantee. Come on, you guys got to like that. That was good verbiage right there. We'll navigate you closer to God and your faith takes flight. You need to write that down because that's a promise, all right? So uh, after that, we're going to move to a series called Whisper. Whisper is dealing with the number one question in the couple of decades and some plus years that I've been in full-time ministry, the question I get asked the most, and that is, how do I hear God's voice? How do I hear his voice? We're going to take um, a few weeks to kind of focus in on what does it look like to hear God's voice? Because, again, core values at our church, seekers find God. We want to help you connect with God. And, you know, through the Whisper series, you'll understand how we're better together. That God uses us to help us hear his voice. After that, um, probably doesn't need a whole lot of explanation, but we're going to go to playlist two. Uh, we had such a response about playlists that we're going to go back and we're going to do it again. That's going to be a lot of fun. After that series, we're going to jump into one that's called Lies. Lies. Why lies? Because a lot of us, we live with lies that we've just, uh, we've just believed that they're truth somehow. They got passed down from one generation to, a net, to the next, or it was a statement that's been said and everybody keeps making the statement. But these lies, they hold us in bondage. They keep us from being close to God. Um, and, they're, and we're going to expose those lies and we're going to address those lies with truth. And God's word says that the truth shall set you free. And we want to expose the lies. We want to break those lies. Um, and and we, want, we want people to start living by truth. Um, and so that's kind of where we're going. Then we'll, then we'll end with Christmas. It's a four-week series. Uh, right now, it's just kind of like a rough title of who he is. Um, if you want to prepare your heart for Christmas, you only need to read one verse. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. The whole series will come out of that one verse. The wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. 
And then what do you know? We're at the last Sunday of 2018 where we'll be sitting here again looking back with a review and a preview. That's 2018. So where in the midst of that do you think God might be going, that series was designed just for you? <laughs> or you might, you might be sitting there going, holy cow, has he been in my house for the past week? Because that, that whole year is going to like rock my life. Well, let me, just, let me just say this to you. Proverbs 16.9 says this. That we can make our plans, but read the last part with me. But the Lord determines our what? Our steps. We're not standing up here trying to be arrogant that we claim that we know everything about 2018, because we don't. This is our best guess through rose-colored glasses that we sense the Lord going, go this direction, guys. But I'm going to make a guarantee to you that I'm asking you to make to yourself and before the Lord. And that is, we make our plans, and yes, we ought to. You better have a plan. You better know where you're going or you're going to end up nowhere. If you don't make a plan for yourself, someone else is already doing it for you. So have a plan. But at the end of the day, here's what you need to know. Here's what God cares about most. He doesn't care about the plan as much as he cares about the next step. What does that tell you about the heart of God? That tells you that God's intimately connected to and desires to be in lockstep with you, one step at a time, one day at a time, God cares about the steps more than he cares about the plan. That means that God cares about you more than he cares about what he can do through you. And we're going to be, we're going to be intentional to seek the heart of God for the next step. All right? So the next step in today's service is we want to end the year, we want to end it right. So here's how you end the year right when you're the lead pastor. You tell your worship teams, I don't care what song you do to end the year. I want it to be your favorite song. Like, it better be the favorite of all favorite songs in 2017. You bring it, right? You bring it or you go home. That's it. Right? So this is it. And all three of our venues, our worship teams are on the line, man. They're bringing their best. They're bringing their most favorite song. The worship leader got to pick it. So everybody has to love it. All right? And so why don't you stand with me and let's pray as we wrap up this year with this one last song and we get ready for what God's going to do in 2018. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you today that you are in complete control. Uh, You led us through 2017 and you're going to lead us into 2018. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you have plans for us. You have plans to prosper us, not to harm us. You have plans for a hope and for future uh, for us. And Lord, you're going you're to lead us step by step, and we're going to be faithful to walk in it. We have no idea of all the details that you have for us. We look at 2018 with rose-colored glasses, and there's things that you're going to blow our mind away with. So we're not sitting here thinking that we got it all figured out, but we are sitting here now with incredible anticipation, looking forward to where you're leading us. We are so thankful for where you brought us from, though, God. Thank you for the freedoms you brought in our lives in 2017. Thank you for the deliverance that you brought. Thank you for the the insight that you brought. Thank you for the closeness to you that you brought. Thank you for the salvation that some people share that are hearing my voice today that they committed their life to you in 2017. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We don't want to forget it. But Lord, we now turn our face toward 2018. We say, Lord, we're going to follow you all the days of our life. And we're going to follow you step by step, day by day. And we're going to trust that you've got the best for us. In Jesus' powerful and precious name. And everybody said, amen.